Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh no! When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration and plus a free extra gift so sensual we can't even mention it on the radio internet place that we are at right now wherever that is for you radio and to top it all off oh they will even throw in free shipping on your entire order no not a joke totally legit yes all you've got to do is type in offer code sexnerd at checkout. Get your cute face to adamandeve.com today for this special offer. 50% off one item, three free DVDs, a free extra secret gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code sexnerd at adamandeve.com. That's S-E-X-N-E-R-D at adamandeve.com. Now entering nerdist.com. Hi, sex nerd. It's Sandra. Welcome to the show. Hey, guess what? I'm still podcasting. It's going to happen. It's going to keep happening. I'm sorry I disappeared. I'm sorry. Um, I am so excited to talk to you right now because I am fresh from the Orgy Dome at Burning Man. Um, interpret that as you will. And I feel great. There's a lot I could say. I'm sure I'll say it at some point. Um, actually, I want to tell you about something that's coming up uh, this week. Los Angeles. And if you have friends in Los Angeles, this is important. So someone I have always wanted to interview is Tristan Terramino. She's the author of The Ultimate Guide to Anal Sex for Women. She has... Uh, directed many feminist porn uh, movies and she's uh, lots of instructional videos. She's written several anal sex books. Puckerup.com is one of her websites. Tristan is like the boss of butt stuff. So Los Angeles. I'm excited because the LA Podcasting Festival is doing a preview night at the Hollywood Improv and I've been asked to host a podcast on stage there. This is so last minute. It's so last minute. So please tell your friends, um, share the links on Twitter and Facebook, text your friends. Really, it's only 10 bucks and it's Tristan Terramino. I get to interview her and I also am interviewing Andy Wood, a comedian who is a, a lovely human person. I got to hang out with him at the Burning Man a little bit and we're going to talk a bit about my experience experiences camping at the Orgy Dome. So that's this Thursday. Go to hollywood.improv.com for tickets. They're only 10 bucks. Help me help support the LA Podfest. Um, it's so exciting. Really, this is like a once in a lifetime thing. Um, and Tristan Terramino also hosts the podcast Sex Out Loud. So if you listen to that show, uh, yeah, this is great. This is going to be great. Oh, my God. We're going to talk about so much butt stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm calling it a butt stuff retrospective. Oh, it's going to be so exciting. Um, oh, so also, if you're really feeling like doing it up. Uh, so the improv show is at 10 p.m. Los Angeles. And Relationship is a comedy show at I.O. West. I'll be uh, on at 8 p.m. So it's a double whammy, actually. I'll be at the I.O. West stage, 8 p.m. for Relationship Shit, and where I get interviewed. And that will actually become a podcast, um, even though I'm not interviewing someone. Um, but hey. We like switcheroonies, don't we? Um, yeah, I I do need your help because I'm I've been off the grid a bit, 
and I'm back and I like you and I want to keep doing this and I've actually recorded a lot of interviews lately so I'm excited it's gonna be a lot of stuff this week's episode is uh, around queer stuff and I recorded this a while ago when I was in Sydney Australia thank you to everyone who came out to that show oh my goodness it was packed I made a great time and oh my goodness rice and uh, Xavier so much fun talking to them and the people from Max Black, the local store there. Anyway, uh, this episode is fantastic. It's cut into two parts, so this is the first episode. Um, thank you to the sponsors for being patient with me, adamandeve.com. And gosh, what else? What else? Oh, New York. I will be in you October 10th for the New York Comic Con Super Week. That's happening. Uh, there's probably more stuff, but I'm just really excited to tell you about this LA stuff this Thursday. And I got to get ready for it. Oh my goodness. And the Fusion TV special is coming out soon. Um, if you have cable, check out, check it out when I tell you to. Um, yeah, thank you for everyone who, who has checked in with me because I have disappeared. And it's been tough. And I did write a piece uh, on my uh, Everything But Sex blog. You can go to sandradorty.wordpress.com for that. And I wrote about my experiences with suicide uh, because, no, I didn't try and kill myself recently. That's not why I disappeared. Um, but I, it was suicide prevention week uh, lately and I've wanted to write something for a long time. So I finally came fully out of the closet about a lot of stuff that people don't usually talk about or want to hear about. But if you're interested or you know someone who's suffering or might be, um, that's there. So go to uh, iowest.com for the relationship tickets and go to hollywood.improv.com for the Tristan Terramino uh, butt stuff, a retrospective interview. Sex Nerd Sandra, that's me. This is where we're at. Um, Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra podcast. Whoa, what are all these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. and then suddenly the show began. Uh, hey, everyone. I don't have my things. <laughs> I just walked out to grass. To, okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, it's gonna happen. Oh, yes. Hi, welcome to the show. Oh, my goodness. Hi. Oh, my goodness. Next, I'm gonna say some stuff. And there's going to be a comedian, and then there's going to be some conversation, and then there's going to be more conversation. But just so you know, just so I don't scare you or you get all freaked out, when I come back out, I will be wearing glasses, okay? <laughs> I just don't want any of that, like, where's mommy stuff going on? <laughs> I'm right here. You're safe. Okay. <laughs> Hi. Okay, welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra podcast, live from Sydney. And look, there's video recordings. <laughs> Oh, man, I 
have so many questions for you people with your silly accents. Um, uh, There's going to be a lot of conversation. There will be questions at the end. Please don't be shy. I've actually received some emails from some of you who are like, I may not have the the guts to say anything to you, but I just wanted to say Why do you sound like that? You don't necessarily sound like that. There's that that anxiety. It's like, I am just excited to meet meet you as you might be excited to to meet me. I mean, how often are we going to be in the same room together? I mean, seriously. Let's be realistic. I don't like flying that much. <laughs> so, uh, we have a great show tonight. Um, I just got to Sydney two days ago, and before that, I had just gotten home just soon enough to pack from going to a comedy festival where I did two live shows that were really fun, not as fun as this one's going to be. <laughs> um, but then I went to Oakland, where like all the like cool sex educators have come for a big party for a book I wrote something for called Girl Sex 101. And they got me on stage without warning me. They were like, we're going to sex ed the hell out of these partiers. And I was like, fine. They're all drunk, <laughs> sure. And my friend Reed, who's been on the show, threesomes episode, etc., was like, uh, yeah, when you... Uh, f-, and I'm, like, delirious, because when I travel, I get so tired. Like, I really am, like, lethargic all the time. So this right here, caffeinated <laughs> for you. Um, and he's just like, I have this technique. And it's a great technique where when your hand gets tired... You, you you grab right past the wrist. Not up here. Right at the wrist. So that you're completely splinting yourself. So that you're you know, using your other hand to support yourself in the movement. But I don't really like it when he tells people this. Because to me, the truth when you're actually having sex with someone. If you're hand fucking somebody. Or I like hand loving someone. <laughs> and you, you don't just go straight from like... And this, like you go like for me, is is I mean you have the the two finger like come hither let's say if it's a <laughs> if it's a G spot I am so stimulating, you know and it's like oh good yay you like that you like that oh oh you really like that oh this is we're plateauing and we're gonna be here for a while okay <laughs> and then and at some point then you're kind of the whole hand is kind of doing this thing like all right cool mm, yeah I love you ah. and then. And then you have the forearm getting in there, and then it's like all of that, right? It's all of that. And then not to say that everyone has had this experience of being giving pleasure like this, but I think that no matter what kind of sexual endeavors you go into, if you're really trying to give it a go, you you commit. And then part of the intelligence in sexuality that can happen in the creativity is when you're like, oh, my tongue is tired. What can I do to make something feel like that? Like, oh, oh, (laughs) (laughs) anything you can do to just, oh, go for the gold. And so there's like, there's uh, the first and then the second thing and then the forearm thing, so it's three. And then then there's like all the arm, you know, all the arm, you know, and you're like, okay, I can do this. But then at some point where your bicep gives out, which is one of your strongest muscles, right, in your arm, and you're like, oh, no. And then it's just like, (laughs) (laughs) And and I'm on stage after my friend has been... uh, you know, said the little, you know, this thing, and I'm, I'm doing this. Like, what am I doing? Like, I'm so tired, and I'm telling, I'm showing you all how I get tired during sex. This is very embarrassing. And then I was like, this is my life. Embrace it. Um, but then I was like, and then after this, this is when I just give up and completely dead arm it. You know, like, that's when I give in and celebrate my my friend's award-winning technique. So. This has been last. This was last week, and I'm and I'm here now. I'm excited. I saw your zoo. You eat kangaroo. <laughs> and then you have it in your 
too. It's not okay. Maybe it's okay. It's weird. Um, anyway, so I, this is going to be a great show. Very excited. So uh, coming up first, I have comedian Reese Nicholson, who is maybe the best dressed person I have ever met beside Paul F. Tompkins. Uh, Reese Nicholson, get up here! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, um, thank you so much. It feels so. I don't have a microphone, so uh, I usually things in my hands. Uh, in all life, uh, hello. Uh, I'm Reese Nicholson, uh, and I, like many men, the end of sentence. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're not on board with that, hi. Hello. Hi. Can I just get you to sure? I'll just behind yeah. the screen. Sure. Uh, hurtful to my feelings. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. So if you're not on board with me being into men, this is going to be a long fucking five minutes for you because I am just going to be saying that in different ways. Uh, I do. I, I feel like I need to point this out now that I do have a, a boyfriend. Smash, smash, hearts break. Sorry, ladies. Mm. Ooh, someone's unwrapping this sweet little gift. Ooh, this saucy navy ship has sailed. I, uh, I got a boyfriend. We've been together for four years. We're trying for a dog and people keep saying me Reese four years that's like 80 in gay years how do you make it work well I um I think a good relationship uh, the way that I do it a good relationship is about knowing your role within your relationship being comfortable with yourself knowing what you do like take this for example within the house we know our roles he does most of the cooking and the cleaning and makes most of the money and uh, I, I take care of any kind of like uh, like collage or <laughs> just general craft needs around the house <laughs> I think I reckon, I reckon a good relationship about making sacrifices with partners sometimes giving up things that maybe you don't want to give up I'm trying to quit smoking for him at the moment which I do not recommend <laughs> doesn't feel good no it doesn't stop it it uh, feels awful I, I went on this website the other day called iquit.com to write myself some tips on there it's been on the website where you type in the amount of cigarettes that you smoke every day and it would count the amount of money that I would save over the course of a year by quitting, right? So I typed in my little amount. Turned out over the course of 12 months, one year, I would save $3,700. Like, what the fuck was I doing with my life? Like, do you know how much coke I could have bought with that? Like, not much. Uh, we live in Australia. <laughs> it was not a white Christmas. I, um, I'll tell you a story. I want to tell you a quick story. Uh, I hope you don't turn on me right. Because of this story, there's fucking potential. Uh, as a comedian, I turn around and I get to stay in a lot of nice places. Sometimes they have to stay in a nice hotel room. Sometimes if I stay in a nice hotel room, I'll bring my boyfriend along with me and we'll stay in that nice hotel room together. I think any couples in the room know when you stay in a nice hotel room with your loved one, like something... Something happens in there. Like as, as soon as it, like it's countdown. Like as soon as the person at the front counter says, "Enjoy your stay," that is countdown to intense, crazy hotel room sex. Like you to do horrible things in there. You know, disrespect that room. Like if, like if hotel room walls could talk, they wouldn't. They would, they'd be weird and quiet because they've seen too much shit in their lives. But uh, like the Amish boy in Witness, I've seen too much. But as a as a comedian, I tour a lot by myself, and I stay in all these hotel rooms by myself, and that is a different situation. I think we can agree when you're alone in a hotel room. Room, you become like the worst version of yourself. You check in, nude up, and just start stealing shit. Like anything that's not locked down that is mine, thank you very much. I'll definitely use this soap at some point in my life. Ooh, a painting. I was uh, I was staying in a hotel room by myself a few months ago on tour and I was feeling a little bit lonely, a little bit vulnerable, and I'm not proud of this guys. I found myself in a certain situation. I found myself in the bathroom uh, masturbating into a shower. Now, when I say that, come to me on this journey, folks. When I say that, I don't mean I was in the shower and I masturbated because that would be n normal. I mean, I, uh, I masturbated into a shower, like, fully clothed. Do you know what I mean? Like, like sir, you're the shower. And I just kind of... 
I'll be back. And here's a side note. Side note about me loving people. I do not look at pornography very much. It's not something like I don't, I don't know, but I just don't find very much interest. I don't watch porn for the same reason I don't watch MasterChef. It's just a lot of people making a mess and doing something very well that I can't do very well myself. But I've noticed this thing in porn, and maybe it's gay porn especially, it's very unrealistic. Men in porn just never, like, just finish. They're never just like, I'm done. Like, men in porn, like, they fucking... <laughs> They're like, how do I put it? They like, uh, they like shoot. You know what I mean? Like, they, they get some distance behind them and some velocity, and they just fucking like. We can talk about this. We're friends. I've never, uh, I've never shot, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my penis, uh, she, uh, she's a dainty, beautiful woman, much like a young Helen Mirren. My penis doesn't shoot so much. It more kind of like, like throws up. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Like, throughout most of sex, my penis is like... Uh, uh. I'm all right, I'm all right. It's happening. Why do we do shots? Get mum. I um, have to hold her hair back. It's very... It's I always find a lot of women laugh at that joke. Men never laugh at that joke. Women understand they're at ground zero, but I, um... Oh, what? I'll leave you on this. I'll leave you on this before I bring the amazing Sandra back out. I, I, I've noticed this thing as a, as a homosexual. Surprise! Um, I always seem to get asked, and many of you queer people in the room may know, you get asked all the time, especially by drunk people at parties, like, when did you know? Like, when do you reckon you knew? Like, these really deep and meaningful conversations. I think I knew in the, in the womb. Uh, my scans were just me tap dancing. <laughs> hey, can we get a C-section? But I, um, I, I think I knew when I was 14. I think that's a genuine moment I really knew. And that's a really weird... It's a really weird time to realise you might be gay or queer or bi or transgender, whatever the fuck we call ourselves now. I'm losing track. Please, give us some more alphabet. There's this, like, there's this moment where you realise you are that thing, and then there's this second, more terrifying moment where you wonder if you're ever going to tell anybody that. That's really terrifying. You're really deciding, am I going to be me for the rest of my life or am I just going to be acting for that? And it's a really weird time to be 14 or 15 and realise that because if you think about it, there is nothing gayer than a straight 14-year-old boy. I really think we are, males are weird at that age. We do not know what we're doing at that age. We just do like here's a strange statistic: every man in this room, at some point around that age, watched porn or looked at erotica, looked at erotica with another male. And we don't know why we do it. We don't know why it just happens. And it's weird because no one's like jerking off while you're doing it. You're just sitting there and just Margaret and Daviding it. <laughs> just kind of like Ooh, five stars, David, five stars. Like this. I remember, I remember being 14 and being at my friend Jesse Robinson's house, and there was about six of us all watching porn on his parents' computer. And basically, what that is is that is a room full of boys pretending not to have boners because that is the gayest thing you could have in that situation but if everyone had boners except for me because I was gay <laughs> so to like seem normal I had to like pretend to have a boner pretend to not have that boner and then not get a boner because all the boners in the room I just <laughs> just Meryl streeping the shit out of that that's really all I got for you bring back to the stage the amazing Sandra ladies and gentlemen Standard. Oh, all right. Hey, well. get ready, you guys. Set change. Because I need to look at my laptop. Cause... I was hoping an amazing set was just about to come down. <laughs> it's cats. <laughs> nope, just a laptop. Is this going to mess up everything? Does this look bad on camera? Good. If you've ever looked up me and videos, you know there's very few of them. X-Tube. Hey! Don't give them ideas. I want them to find those Easter eggs themselves. <laughs> oh, God. There are naked pictures of me somewhere in this world. 
That's too bad. I had terrible acting. Yeah, why did you keep emailing them to me? We're just trying to organize a gig, and it's just, I was like, thank you. I thought I wrong could treat. Stop barking. <laughs> I'm always wondering if I could do that, Reese, with you. Uh, old friends we just met. We just met, like, literally about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Remember those days of university? No, I don't know. You're so funny, though. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to meet him. Mm. Um, so, uh, you are way more fashionable than I ever will be. How did that happen? Have you just always been good at that? Um, no, not really. I think I'm just obsessed with like show business. And when I started doing stand-up, I slowly, when I first started, I was 19, and uh, used to have black with a big black hair with a big side fringe, and I used to just wear t-shirts and big jumpers. I used to sew swear words because I'm, I'm a keen sewer. All the while, I used to have a V-neck shirt that had fuck. And the C word uh, embroidered. We all make horrible choices, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and I meant cunt. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I, I used to do that. That's a, but have you noticed that that's a word that we use a lot more in this country than maybe we do in your country? The C word. Yeah, we say it a bunch. People, like, yeah. It makes some people uncomfortable, but no, it is. Okay. You say the word cunt, but how do you say it? Are you like, let's take it back? Mm. You take back the night, cunt! Or Depends you, like, who you are. Probably. It's, but when you go to places like uh, I do some work in the UK, and they use it like it's a like a fucking pronoun there. Like it's, there's, there's no connection to what it's ever meant. It's like let's get cunted. What? What do you mean by that? I don't know if I'm bored with all of this. Uh, I think we've, we've, I, I, I might just be thinking. I believe that a lot of people are trying to take it back, and that's a, a great thing. I think the way that most people use it in this country is it's completely disconnected to its original term now. Mm-hmm. I think it's almost like fuck is kind of getting there now as well. Like you say fucking, you don't mean sexing when you're saying it. Do you know what I mean? Like it's more of just like a, a grunt now. I feel like I'm hopefully not losing many people in the room. <laughs> trying to figure out if I was on board because it was like, but I still, because when I say it, there's always, if I say anything that has any type of possibility of entendre, there's always someone like, ah, sex or yeah. like, I hate my life. <laughs> so, no, it's, don't feel bad for me. It's awesome. But it's annoying sometimes. But still awesome. So, uh, I'm on board, though. Yeah. I'm on your team. Yeah, please. Team fun. <laughs> um, good, good, I'm glad Because I hopefully we'll not just say it accidentally now And everyone goes, oh, you need to leave right now <laughs> right, Thanks for having me, everyone, great um, So that with the fashion thing Yeah, I just think I've just become Like, I'm incredibly broke Because I have an addiction to blazers uh, it's, a, it's a fabric problem uh, Yeah, I just, I just think it's Because when I'm not in all the stuff And I'm not in all the makeup and everything like that I do look like a genuine hardcore meth addict Like, i I got to build up to look like this I'm, My head's about this big in real life <laughs> about two inches on here. Um, but I think it's a performative thing. When I'm performing, I like to be... This is, this is the performance me, and, and this is the non <laughs> Remember that night you met Nos- Nosferatu? It was incredible. Ooh. Ooh. Um, that's something that I think, and uh, spoiler alert, there will be a lot of conversation that I, I want to have with you and our next guest um, is all about... I'm kind of in a phase where I'm thinking a lot about how I put myself out in the world. Mm-hmm. And not just like, this is my brand, which is totally a thing. People say, like, great brand. I'm like, that's just me. Thank you. <laughs> um, but also, because I feel really uncomfortable in my own skin, as, as I, I find a lot of people in sexuality mm-hmm. and, and related mm-hmm. fields are, and they're, like, making specific decisions about how to look how how I decided to be like the fact that I haven't cut my hair or the, whatever 
this. What, what's on here? Probably some lip liner still. Yeah. Like, that was a conscious choice. And every single choice I make, I'm a little, like, uncomfortable about because I can't figure out my gender stuff. Yeah. Like, you wear makeup. Yes. Like, where did that come from? No. <laughs> no. This is all me. I'm just greasy. Uh, yeah, the, well, the makeup thing came... It's a very strange... You know when you maybe, like, buy a jumper or something that you're not incredibly sure about, and that first time you're wearing it out, you're like, oh, this is... I hope no one makes a comment about this. I did that once, but just walked out into the street with a full face of makeup on one day and just like, I hope no one notices. Oh, yeah, you look very different. Uh, I, I did start to do it, though, with a, with a kind of gendery thing. When I'm on stage, I like to be um, Tilda Swinton. Uh, <laughs> or kind of an androgynous... Because there's these looks of certain people like that have this kind of androgynous kind of thing on stage. And I, in real life, I like to do it as well. Just this kind of... What, are you a, a handsome woman or man? <laughs> and I do a lot of like drawing on what my like I do a lot of conjuring and stuff to kind of because there's a strange thing if you're a performer, we, usually we are the most self-absorbed but also the most terrified of ourselves. And so when you go out to perform, you would have the same thing as well. When you're putting yourself out there, you kind of paint up to be who you want. Like you are the best version of yourself when you're doing this. And I'm trying to be the best version of myself on stage because and that's what all of this is me trying to. This gives me more confidence, kind of hiding behind. But it kind of takes a kick out of it when you when I'm telling you about it. Uh, <laughs> you see, now that, that's interesting to cycle. see. It's an in- yeah. interesting thing to hear because for me, uh, how I cho- chose to like look like I look like something right now. This Real is, good, by the way. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I did that for you. <laughs> but then, like. The truth is, though, is that uh, on the spectrum of how I could, uh, like, dress myself, I actually feel much more comfortable in more masculine attire. Mm. But when it comes to, you know, how people are like, you look great right now. Oh, look at you right now. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You're trying something <laughs> yeah. different, aren't you? I, uh, I know that I am I'm liked more when I dress more feminine. And I'm kind of like, right. F- I don't See, I have the opposite. <laughs> it's crazy how that happened. I think also part of the reason of all this kind of stuff is it works for me when I walk out on stage where people aren't going, does he know that he's gay? Like, there's a mo- I can walk out and it stops. I've never, since I started dressing like this, like, when I first started, I would walk out on stage and people in, depending where you're performing, rough parts of this beautiful country of ours, uh, sometimes people just go, faggot. And now if I dress like this, it's like, they're not going to say that because what are they gaining? Like, I hope he knows. <laughs> Okay, so I've been here for, yeah, two days, mm-hmm. and I basically feel like this is just a very pretty version of all American cities. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't feel like I'm in a strange land, except for how uh, driving and stuff. Yeah. Because uh, that's confusing. I'm, You know, if you've ever been, you know, it's confusing either way. Um also, no, walking on the street is more confusing about the whole other side of the street thing. Because I keep almost hurting myself running into people and then being like, what's your... Pr-? I'm a jerk. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, walking out in people... Wait, so it's rough in places? It's not all really nice and shiny in New York Opera House? Oh, no, it's beautiful everywhere you go. <laughs> we are not a country based on blocking people out. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, there are there are completely. There, depending, I'm about to go on a regional tour of for five weeks around Western Australia. Oh, um, oh. oh 
no one like yeah, that. Uh, I'm, and I'm very excited for it, but I, what I'm excited for is like, what are those people going to do with me? Like, there's going to be some weird... But yeah, it's, it's more about... We're just educating, Sandra. We're just educating. It's fine. Right. You, you have right next to. You have right next to. Yeah. What's their accent like? Um, get the fuck out of here. Uh, <laughs> the more, the height, the more, uh, we call them bogans. What would you call rednecks? The height, the... Bogans. The, yeah. Bogans. Bogans. How would a, uh, an American say that word? Bogans. Bogans. <laughs> Did an actual American just do that? Is that an actual That's American or you a translator. Oh, well, that, they would have said it different than that. <laughs> Very different Bogan. accents. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, our we. I think your your rednecks tend to uh, what, a, what a beautiful like an exchange. Um, I would imagine language wise, they tend to draw out their words in in the south. So it's kind of like where we kind of go faster and more up and more nasally and get fucked, get there out of my pub, you can't. <laughs> Their, their, like, their language gets faster where rednecks yeah, tend to be a little it, more like... Oh, it's almost know. as if ah. rednecks are maybe thinking about what our bogans are not thinking about what they're saying. <laughs> they're just pumping out words as fast as they can. Hateful, hateful, hateful. <laughs> oh, which I, I was watching your comedy online. I'm so and, sorry. Uh, it's okay. Mm. I actually rather liked it. I'm mm. sorry. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're both feeling bad right now. Uh, and you were joking about uh, gay marriage, and uh, I, I don't recall a specific joke, and I'm not going to, like, I hate when people try and tell other comedians about their own jokes. Um, I'm not going to do that. All right. I swear. Right. Okay. Are we in a fight right now? <laughs> um, but can you just give me a little orientation? Are you yeah. About what the deal is? I, is gay marriage even a little bit allowed anywhere? Or is, is it... No. Not even... No, it's... Is it close? Are you uh, a couple boats away? Uh, to New Zealand. <laughs> go to New Zealand? Boom. Okay. Oh, go to New Zealand. Don't go to New Zealand. Someone said boom, what? going to New Zealand. Fight! 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 Yeah, we don't... Uh, we don't go and got it. And uh, the man's in charge. Uh, man is a strong word. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we'll get to gender. Uh, the um, the man in charge uh, is not. Uh, shall we? You know when we were talking about the meaning. I'll stop saying the c word, but the meaning of it is him. If you were to, <laughs> if you were to, every time that I swear with that word, I'm thinking of him. Um, is this a politician? Yeah, Tony, Tony Abbott, uh, who is, I think, like if you look at the dawn of man, he's like kind of down here somewhere. <laughs> Uh, he, yeah, he's kind of the worst. Um, he's out, yeah, he's out bush. Oh, you're in the bush years. Yeah. Oh, it gets better. <laughs> Anything would be better. Okay, yeah. I realize what crowd we are now. The problem is we had our Hillary before we had our bush, so we're going the wrong way. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, I've never had that reaction. <laughs> I usually get either, uh, or ooh, but I go, ooh, all right. <laughs> Someone said something smart once. Um, yeah, so we um, we yeah we had a Hillary and she got. Uh, and, oh, someone um, murdered her. No, no, no. The, a whale did that to one of our other prime ministers, but uh, you wouldn't either know that reference. Hello, America. Um, 
I'm not getting any gigs in America. Uh, uh, no, she uh, was what I meant. I think, and I'd say most of the people in this room say that she was doing quite well. Things were getting done, and um, some of the other people didn't think she was doing the best. This is less sex and more politics now. Um, <laughs> welcome to politics, nerd race. Uh, it's okay. I edit sometimes. Ha ha. Yeah. Mm. No, this is interesting to me, but I'm not going to force everyone to sit through my lesson because this isn't a weird conversation at a party. Um. But anyway, long story short, we don't have gay marriage and we're probably not going to have it in the next uh, couple days. Uh, <laughs> until until that man is not in charge, we're not going to have it. Okay. Yeah. Next election. Next election. That I know C-word. who I'm voting. The yeah. C word guy. The C word guy. Okay, got it. Um, now, uh, I have a really... Okay, we talked about boundaries, so I try and ask guests beforehand, like, is there anything... Mine was a one-foot one. <laughs> yeah, right. That's why when I was pointing, he was like, oh, she's breaking it! Um, uh, I, I just have to ask, and it, I know this is probably offensive, but I just... Ooh! So, because I'm not used to hearing accents, I mean, I probably have an accent to you. Do I have an accent to you? Yeah. Okay, right. I don't know if that's Someone an accent was mad or just a hideous. I just feel like the way I talk is hideously just how I talk, and you're just like, it's not even an accent, it's just like that guy. You're like, I don't know. It's like, oh, I have an accent, cool. <laughs> um, but because it's layered and I'm not used to hearing it, do you have a list? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, my name is Reese, and no one's ever gotten that right. Uh, I'm not like a Christmas Reese. That is not how that works. I'm, I'm, I'm Reese, like with a spoon. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I do have a list, but it's very. I can't pronounce my own name or any your name. Uh, most people's names in this room. It's very annoying. It's very annoying. But I've never thought to fix it. It's adorable. I'm branding, Sandra. I'm branding. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. It's just like. Huh. There's a uh, an American comic named Guy Branham. He's been on the show mm-hmm. a couple times. He's great, Good and he ma- and he has a joke. And he's not here, so I'll say it. Um, <laughs> and it's it's just and it's not gonna be that funny probably. But it, Ooh, he's let's just, build it up. <laughs> he's like, I, I'm a homosexual, and and yada yada yada. Uh, you know, sometimes we talk with these lisps, and like, you know, I don't know why this happens, but I think I know. He's very smart. He has a law degree, and he's like, I think it's because of all the dick sucking. Uh, and, he, and I was laughing. Okay. See, see. So, but I think it's true. It's more it's, factual. Than... <laughs> what is that about how different people talk and how that might or might not align with orientation? Do you have any thoughts? Well, with the dick sucking thing, um, <laughs> it's a mate because I'm. Uh, I want to be arrogant, but I'm not bad at it. Uh, uh, but uh, there's a. Yeah. Yeah. That's bonding, making friends, um, which is it frustrates me because. Uh, in that is the only time that I know exactly what my tongue is doing and where it's meant to be uh, and just regular speech doesn't know what the fuck is going on um, but no I think yeah I think it definitely lists a, like a branding thing it's definitely like a if, if someone's got, yeah if someone's got a and it's I don't know what but a lot of gay men have lists and I have no idea why like does anyone any scientists in any speech but could someone fix mine thanks um, but it is, it's a straight, and if someone has a list that seems to be kind of like a, a faggy kind of thing, mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this topic. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I, it's, it's not something that I think about a lot, but I just noticed, I was like, I think that's a lisp. Is that a thing? I need to ask him. Guys, I'm not putting it on. <laughs> just, no. Oh, yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah. I don't imagine so. Um, oh, wait, I was going to ask something about that. Oh, I lost track. There are too many things. My brain. Lots of stuff in my were brain. Were you thinking about sucking your dick? Is that what was happening, Sandra? Oh, oh, I 
Um, there is a great uh, series of oral sex books, uh, and the blowjob one is called Blow Your Way. Can someone read it to me? I'm a little bit of orally. Uh, anyways. Um. But it's written by a speech pathologist, and there's a whole uh, chapter just on mouth exercises that really strengthens so many parts uh, to uh, speak better. Mm. Uh. Uh, winky winky in your mouth um, <laughs> two and, of them alright uh, some of the oral exercises that I've learned from it like pressing your tongue up into like the top and mm-hmm. keeping it there and then strengthening the middle tongue and and, and just being more specific with how I use the tip of my it's tongue. Like, it's like oral kegels? Is that what they're called? It, it is! Sure! Which I'm doing right now. Um. <laughs> All sorts of things. Anyway, it's actually helped with my speech because I, I, I tend to be very lazy-mouthed when it comes to speaking. Mm. So I try and do exercises to, to get me... I always find any sexual encounter I've ever had is always better after I've done a show because maybe my mouth... I've been talking solidly for an hour and it's just like, ready, okay, what are we going to do now? What are we... All right, there's a dick in here now. Are you being serious yeah. right now? Yeah. You think that I get less tired, warm. probably. Yeah. Like it's well, it's the same as if you if you. Well, this is the weirdest inside the actor's studio <laughs> ever been part of. So when you made Backdoor Slash Four, please. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's like a, it's the same. Just talking generally, you would be you would be a better talker if you've been ta- you do the mame me more moves. Maybe just yeah. do that a little bit more before you get down to the sex partying. Yeah, right. silently in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> the tip of the dick, the teeth, the lips. Uh, the tip of the tongue, the teeth, the lips. Is here. Anyways, whatever. Um, oh my god, I'm sorry. Now the dick sucking stuff just gets me through like my entire workshop. Sorry, I'm not teaching while I'm here. Are the are the Max Black people here? Hello. Oh snap! Right in front. Hey, looking good. Get ready. Um, oh snap! So this is this is serious time. Yeah, all right, I'll go. Yes! Now, and we haven't actually talked about this, but I'm just curious, and um, and there's actually a whole video online with Reese talking about this, but um, you're open uh, about the fact that you, you've had an eating disorder. Yes. Uh, yeah, I had uh, anorexia that well, I, I remain to, uh, but it's a non-practicing, I guess. Uh, <laughs> it's like being Jewish. You never stop. Uh, but... Um, and the, the, then uh, fed into uh, bulimia for a little while. Uh, I did a, I was part of like a little segment about it on a show, ironically called The Feed. Uh, <laughs> we can laugh at that. It was meant to be a joke. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that was that was a thing that I struggled with for a couple of years and remain to struggle with. But it's I think I try and be as open about it as I possibly can because I'm I feel like I'm kind of out of the woods with it. Like I'm not, as I said, I'm not practicing now, but uh, for such a, I've never phrased it that way before. <laughs> and I don't know if I will again. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just one of those things where male eating disorders are not a thing that are ever really talked about or connected to men. And even as it was happening to me, I thought, I don't have an eat. Men don't have problems with their bodies. Uh, they do. It feels awful. Uh, but And then interesting how that led, uh, and I can bring it back to the topic of the podcast, uh, that it's funny how when you hate your body so much at that time, I was doing a lot of fucking at that oh, age, yeah. but like not not sex positive fucking probably. It's like, well, we can fuck away this feeling and uh, <laughs> let's try and get as many people to feel me as possible so I can, and now that I am healthier and stuff, I find myself a lot like a four-year monogamous relationship. It's funny, when you start loving yourself more, you start a... Uh, how the hell are you going to love someone if you don't love yourself? Am I right, RuPaul? <laughs> um, 
Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, I think that's the... But it's the thing that I'm very passionate about talking about. I talk about it quite a bit on stage. Uh, sometimes the comedy shows become dramatic readings. Uh, <laughs> but there's a... I mean, there's a... I won't tell the whole story, but there's a, the, the last time that I really... Like, the moment that I really realised that I was fucking up my life quite properly was when I accidentally... Because my gag reflex is so fucked, I vomited on a dick. Um, Wait, I'm sorry. Whoa. Wait, I would think that from all the throwing up that you would have less of a gag reflex. I don't know what happened, but I'm vomiting on a dick. Okay. Uh, I think it was more of just a... That was my rock bottom. Rock power bottom. And... uh, And I just went, I need to stop. Once someone's patting off the porridge inside of your stomach, uh, you're like, this was fun, can you leave? Uh, then you start to go, maybe I should look at my life a little bit, and uh, is this an edit point, Sandra? I don't know if this is an edit This point, is not. No, okay. <laughs> I, uh... I was just going to cut to, here's Reese Nicholson, I vomited on a dick once. <laughs> Um, I vomited on, I mean, self-disclosure, I mean, just because, you know, we're, like, becoming besties right now. Um, and you love my accent, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have an accent, that's so cool. <laughs> I was, I had a, a co-conspirator uh, teacher with me, and I was going to show a deep-throating technique where you lie on a bed and, and, like, drop your head back and let them, you know, insert into your mouth. I call that Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> and I had, we hadn't practiced it before because I was a new hotshot teacher. And I knew how to do things. Cowboys. And there was like 30 women in this class. It was a private party. And uh, about four inches in, I threw up all over that dildo. But not past my lips, so I just clamped down. Just Just just, a chunky lubricant. (laughs) Just cleaned it off. And was like, and that's how you deep throw (laughs) it. I uh, I had a fun tip, and I heard this in a I was in a, in a gay bar uh, bathroom using the bathroom, not not <laughs> sucking off a random. Uh, but someone was we were just you know you have those like awkward bathroom conversation when you're lying and just for some reason because you're wasted or something you just have these really deep conversations. Someone gave me a tip. We were talking about deep throating, and if you have a medicated like a strepsil or something like that, it medicates the back of your throat and loosens all up. I didn't know this, and it's revolutionised my life. If you because you can just just you can open an umbrella in there after that. <laughs> You just, I hadn't thought about this. I mean, I know that it stops the gag reflex a bit yeah. uh, when you do the mint. But what I just realized is that peppermint tea helps open up the sphincters um, uh, of, <laughs> of your esophagus. Oh, okay, right. That's, I don't want that. I don't, I don't know that to happen. And so what you're saying makes me think, oh, the mint might also relax the muscles, and I'd never put those two together. Yeah, or just, but like, yeah, like medicated, like cough drop. Like, yes, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. really just... Why didn't you open like Moses opening it? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'll have to try that one. Please. I mean, I have, but you know, yeah. <laughs> why not? Um, would you like to stick around and talk with me to, to Xavier Mustache about more gender stuff? I would love to. <laughs> no, no, I uh, hey. got Stefan. No, I'd love to. I'd love to. Gotta go sometimes. Um, now, uh, 
this gent is... Oh, I don't know what his pronouns are. Oh, is it a they? I'm not sure. So confusing. We're going to figure it out. Um, but this person is the editor of Dirty Queer Magazine, which is super cool. I just got a few episodes. Uh, episodes? Not everything's a podcast. Uh, <laughs> issues that are very cool. Um, I'm excited. I like getting stuff. Uh, Xavier, are you around to come up and join us? Hi, Xavier. Hi. I like that you have the name of an X-Men person, but I also realize that that might be tiring for you. Yeah. It wasn't the first thought when I was choosing a name. Um, my uncle does think he's very hilarious and call me X-Man. Oh, that's not funny. Can you control funny. people with your mind? Mm, sometimes. All right. All right. <laughs> Ask and answer. Own that shit. Oh, yeah. Okay. Can't I, we all? I'll try not to be like your uncle. But yes, um, what do you do out in the world? I know about Dirty Queer Magazine. Um, your Twitter... Okay, this is amazing because this is what his uh, Twitter handle says. Trans activist slash slash educator a slash slash gender blender slash slash a bearded queen slash slash editor of Dirty Queer magazine. Those are all the things that I do in part of my life. <gasps> so, yeah, I edit Dirty Queer magazine. I run trans-related workshops and do education around trans issues. I'm also a high school teacher, so <gasps> that's where the other bit of the education comes in. Um, where were guys like you when I was in high school? Well, Jesus Christ. <laughs> could have taken the middleman out of all this bullshit. <laughs> kind of tricky being a faggy trans person and a high school teacher. Um, those two things have to remain very, very separate. Um, because, you know, if you're a gay, you're going to molest the children. It is true. Uh, yeah. So I try not to molest the children by... So brave. Pretending, so brave. pretending to be a, a, you know... Or just being fairly closeted being normal, I don't know, whatever that is. Um, yeah, so I edit Dirty Queer magazine, which is um, Sydney-based, but we speak to kind of national, international people from the queer community, um, education workshops. I've, I've been a performer for many years in many different guises. Um, obviously, before I was a man, I was a woman, and I was a lesbian, and I was a drag king, so I did a lot of drag kinging and I would also do these kind of weird shows at this club called Girlesque which is a lesbian strip club so um, I would do kind of burlesque sort of stuff which was always girl drag to me even though I kind of was a girl because I looked like a tomboy um, and then I transitioned and I was like well I can't be a drag king anymore and so I did some boylesque and that didn't kind of work mm -hmm. so now I do girl drag with a beard and yeah, the, my kind of byline is the tightest tuck in drag because. You know, <laughs> you know it, it looks so real. It's, it's amazing. I was fooled. Yeah. It wouldn't be hard. No. <laughs> oh man, uh, just in all that you were just saying, like, like twenty different offshoots happened. I was like, oh. I hate that. Like, what I can't. I don't. I don't have the intelligence or uh, the ability to hold all of that. Like, ask all the questions. So I have things. Yes. Okay. Okay. First of all. Yes. So I was just at a Comic Con of sorts. I think it was called WonderCon, and taking sex questions. And someone came up to me who was a trans woman mm -hmm. 
super cool. Uh, we chatted for a long time because I hadn't talked to anyone who's trans in a while, you know, and just like uh, just struggling with all the uh, dating and how and how when do you tell someone and is it important and all these things, and um, I. After the conversation, I was like, is there anything where I've offended you? Because I just need to get better at talking about this stuff and not being a total, not being afraid, right? Because I feel like, am I going to offend you? Oh, you know, I might, but you seem nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then they were like, no, 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 everything's fine. Everything's totally fine. It was great. Great talking to you. And they're like, oh, there was this one thing that kind of maybe would be a problem. Not with me because I'm cool. <laughs> I love when people say that. But other people <laughs> might not like it. And it was the fact that I said, uh, number one, I totally you were totally passing to me and and I meant it because uh, she wanted to make sure that the person she was dating would kind of be cool with it and I'm like well if you're flagging by having some sign that there is some transness to you then you might it might be easier to, to match up with someone who's you know looking out for those signals yep. maybe yeah but because you're completely passing to to people mostly yep. it might be harder to find that match up but maybe I'm really a being offensive right now? No, like I, depending on where people are coming from, so like I'm pretty open to chatting with you and, and know that you're coming from the right place, mm-hmm. um, but there are people who are not necessarily coming from the right place who are asking questions that become really like, this is a bit weird. Um, but it's interesting what you said about the, the passing thing and um, obviously, well not obviously, but before I transitioned I was a butch dyke. So everywhere I went, my entire life, from, like, being a child, I was a really androgynous child. Being a teenager, I was, like, quite masculine. I would get kicked out of women's restrooms by grandmothers as a teenager. Um, And so that was my experience of the world. I could walk into a bar. People knew I was a lesbian. I could crack onto a woman. She knew what she was getting. And she could make a decision based on that about her response. And that was really my experience in the world. It also meant that I dealt with a lot of aggression. You know, I got attacked. I, I, de- I dealt with different things in the world because I was a non-gender conforming woman. Um, and then I transitioned and became completely invisible and also had this weird thing where I'd be going to gay bars that I'd always been to and I'd suddenly have guys cracking onto me and that just caused me so much anxiety because gay men don't really have physical boundaries so they just kind of go for the grope. Or the pash, and I would have this whole meltdown about I'm walking into this bar, is someone going to try and grab my dick? Oh my god, I'm going to have to tell them I'm trans, I don't even know them, they haven't even, I don't like this entire meltdown and all this anxiety about people not, me kind of tricking people or yeah. people not knowing what they get. So often in the world, in my real world, I usually out myself mm-hmm. if I'm comfortable. Um, I find it really uncool when other people out me in situations, especially if it's like a really um, like irrelevant kind of thing. Uh, and it's kind of like, oh, this person's trans. I have a trans person in my life. Look, they're trans. Collect all three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. There is a little bit of that. Um, but I, yeah, it's taken a really long time to kind of go, oh, okay, I have this kind of passing privilege. Mm-hmm in my masculinity, but I also choose to dress that up and be quite faggy. That's a choice. You talked earlier about how you choose to present yourself. Um, So, yeah. I mean, when I go to school and I teach, obviously 
there's some professionalism in that and, and I don't get to be this person and I don't get to kind of have my gender identity in terms of wearing earrings or whatever. But, um, Do you braid your beard? I have done that, but I, it's very walk like an Egyptian. Or <laughs> <laughs> piratey maybe if multiples? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It does this thing where it wants to split in two in the middle and that's kind of weird. Been there. Yeah. <laughs> Now leaving Nerdist.com.